I'm gonna steal your sunshine and I'll shit on your parade. Don't get me started on doing my cocaine. My opinion matters, you'll so fall in last place. I'm not shutting up and you'll be learning my name. Fifth in the family, but first in my mind. One out of ten, but I'm ranking just fine. We've only got now, there's no afterlife. Look, mom and dad, I'm just speaking my mind. Season 5, Episode 2 of Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up. I am your host, Kyle Mocha. Thank you, everybody, who's tuning in live to listen along and watch along. Yeah. And thank you, everybody, who's tuning in in the future. Uh, we always highly recommend listening live. Uh, it's the same thing. It is the same thing. But watch on yeah. YouTube. You get to see really cool things uh, and interact sure. with us. If you're in the chat, we will chit-chat along with you. And you also will get to see something like our new awesome theme uh, song intro video, yes. which we didn't really talk about too much last week. We talked about how we were playing around with green screen and everything, right, 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 right. but we did kind of a nice collage. We were talking while we were just watching it, a nice collage of all of the theme song intro videos that we did for season three. Uh, yeah, it was season three. Season three, yeah, yeah, yeah it was right, season right, three. Right. And we cut them all together, and now it's a collage and a, like a, a kaleidoscope of sorts for how many different haircuts I had in like a six month it's true. span. It's true. A lot of different haircuts. Yeah. And man. I'm glad that I, I wear certain things that you can't tell all of the weight fluctuation, you know? Because right. I was on a diet at one point, so I lost like 30 pounds. Yeah. And then it's back to wearing oversized flannels because it all came roaring back. Right. Dude, it's about to be fall. It's, it's about to be fall. I'm, it's okay perfect. to be fat during fall. That's what I've always heard. That's what I've always learned. That's what my mom told me. Fat fall, dude. She told me it's fat to be all the time. <laughs> or did she tell me it's okay to be fat when you fall? Or it's funny when fat people fall. That's yes. what mom always oh, said. Okay. It's funny when, pap, fat, when, when pat, fat 
Pat, Pat Feeful. When Pat, you know Pat Feeful. I know Pat <laughs> Feeful. You know Pat Feeful. A lot of Pat Feeful. I really like Matt Pusick for Pat Feeful. We're gonna get we're gonna get hate mail from Pat Feeful. Pat Feeful. Uh, you know what? You can send it right to one two three Justin Sucks and it'll be delivered to us uh, in the real mail. I know it's a website, but it works. It works. Yeah. Speaking of one two three Justin Sucks, we are here as always. I am here with Mr. Justin Olin Pato hey, in the downstairs chair. He's really over there, hey. but he's down. I'm showing a little bit behind the scenes for people uh you're really there but you're also yeah, but you're, you're right also here. here you're yeah. here and yeah. there's nobody but here there. or here Wait, yeah. did i do that right no here yeah. there we go we got to get better at you're this there. there's nobody here right up there. there's nobody over there it's just the two of us but we actually do we, we have zach coming down shortly yes. he's finishing up one of the wildest songs that we've done in a very I, long time. You know, time. this song feels very ep- epic. He says he's bouncing. You know, it was funny. He was he was bouncing uh, uh, the file over to our our guest that we'll get to in a minute. Right. Um, and I I noticed that the since the album that we're working on is uh, abbreviated to ass, it's uh, there's a file that yes. just says ass ass bounces. Yes. And I love it. I love yep. a good ass bounce. <laughs> you gotta love a good ass bounce. But yeah, uh, lots of tracks, lots of Zach tracks. is saying, but he is uh, going to be here shortly. But we do have a very, very special guest, not in-house. I, obviously, you can see there's there's nobody right here. Unfortunately, there's nobody right next to me. I can't rub right. any legs tonight. Nope. Nope. COVID, you're not supposed to be rubbing legs. That's what they say everywhere. But we are joined via Skype. We are joined by Mr. Sean Araujo. And there he is. Hey. Now you can see him. I like to leave people in suspense, especially when we got <laughs> such a, a fine, good-looking gentleman that's going to be on our show. Thank you so much for doing this, buddy. Yeah, you got it. it. Thanks for having it's, me. It's episode 93 like, overall or something like that, 92 overall. And I don't know why it's taken this long. I mean, mainly because we don't know. We didn't really figure out how to do it virtually until we had to with, yeah. with COVID. So we've been doing a lot more virtual, well, and it's that's easier. not true. I mean, we just didn't have anybody that wanted to try it. It's yeah. like, no, I'm just going to show up at your house. I and also it's like, probably okay. turned down a lot of people that were like, no, I can Skype it, and I'm just like, that just seems complicated, <laughs> and I don't know how things work. So I just act as a buffer for you, right? Uh, and I appreciate a, that, as opposed you know? to just being like, hey, that. Justin, you got to do this now, and hey, Justin, you got to do this now. But now it's easy. We figured it out. In my head, I think it's going to be everything's going to be so difficult. Uh, but but it, it works out. Now we are we have Sean here with us. Yes. Um, he also is a, a contributor on our 70th overall Brunch Weekly original single. And I was saying before, you were the first person to contribute to a song, vir- or not virtually, but... Uh, uh, digitally. Digitally. Uh, from and the from first demo. Very far away, all the way in another part of Pennsylvania. Um, Sue, you're still in Pennsylvania, right? I am. I'm in Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Coatesville. Where's is that? Like closer to Philly, like Harrisburg? Was that? Yeah, it's like a. It's a, an hour-ish outside of Philly. Okay, that's not. Too is that near good. like uh, Phoenixville, Audubon? Yeah, it's pretty okay. close to there. Okay, cool. Right next to the Audubon. Do you think a lot of people listen to Audubon while they're in Audubon? Is there an Audubon fest? I don't know. They should do a music. They fest have some festivals where you can only play they Audubon, did. like, but you have to do it in different like world sounds really expand to <laughs> Autobot. I think it would work. I think it would be really good. You yeah. Don't, you don't think so, yeah. Justin? You're just patronizing me now? Uh, um, yeah. yeah blue. Page. blue. 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 He's totally paying attention. Yes. He's 100% paying attention. <laughs> uh, so shit that's going on in, in the world while we're waiting for uh, Mr. Sturman uh, yeah. to get down here. Pennsylvania uh, today announced that on, uh, on September 21st, bars and restaurants 
are allowed to go to 50% that sounds capacity, great, right? That, that sounds, sounds great. so awesome. Sounds they would awesome. never give us something like that to help all the struggling workers and all the struggling businesses. They would never give us that and then immediately slap us in the face no, with something dude, else. Never. They wouldn't never. say, hey, you can go back to 50% capacity, nah, have but fun. now you're not allowed to sell alcohol after 10 p.m., and that is actually what they did. Uh, we now all bars can no longer sell alcohol. <laughs> but you can serve food all night. You can sell you can sell food to two a.m. But that booze after ten is really what's hurting all of the. That's what's getting everybody COVID. What's what the logic is. behind that? I, I think the logic is basically that nobody is in a bar after ten o'clock actually getting food, and if they are, they're kind of just faking it. And they probably had enough run-ins with bars that were kind of like "fuck you," like we're. They got something, but yeah, Richard, yeah, in the chat, yeah, what? Yeah. That is That's 10 p.m., which means karaoke. If you want to go do karaoke, well, we do it at 9 o'clock at the Cinder <laughs> on Friday and Sober Saturday okay. nights. It, we're going to either have to do it earlier yeah. or you're going to have to buy. And as far as we've been told, this is legal. Can you buy all buy of a, your booze at 949. Can you buy a keg at 949? At 959, I mean, because there are 60 minutes in an hour. Can, um, can you buy a keg? You not from the bar, but you could if we have bottle service. With we we have these new domes outside, these geodescent domes that we've turned into tables, so we can, can have sell more a case? outdoor. We could sell you a bucket of beers, and that bucket doesn't have a limit on how many it can be. So I can right. sell you if we have bottle service a bottle of goddamn fucking Jack Daniels at ten o'clock. Nine fifty nine. Nine fifty nine. Yes, at nine fifty nine. <laughs> and then you can sit there all night sipping on it and just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're still gonna get some cheese sticks or something later you know we're gonna we're gonna get some food but yeah that's what do you they're think doing it's right now because they have a reduced police force i do they have a reduced they, police force I don't, I don't in, even, in the area I don't right even now i think that we do i've seen plenty of police out and about yeah so have um I. but i think it's straight up they just think it's going to overall uh stop the spreading of covid now uh in addition to that there are a lot of stories coming out that sturgis has now been connected the Sturgis motorcycle rally to two hundred and fifty thousand new cases. No shit. <laughs> right? No shit. Oh my god. They didn't take it seriously at anybody all. Anybody? I talked to five I, guys. I'm a that, little shocked by it, the the fact that you can measure it in millions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so cases like one. it's a quarter of a million people already. That's just now. Yep. Who knows all the people that they got into contact with, going to and leaving. I talked to a guy, like three or four guys, last week at my bar who were at Sturges. Yeah. And they were like, besides like a couple of like protesters and stuff like that, like a guy kicked some kid, like Antifa kid, I guess, kicked a motorcycle. Mm. And then the cop Hell pulled the kid loose. away. And the cop, the kid was like flipping out at the cop or whatever. And the cop's like, dude, I'm kind of saving your life right now. Uh, you just kicked a an angry biker an angry drunk drunk biker's fucking motorcycle over right. and it's not a good way to you go you just kicked the behind you did the wrong thing and that sound I didn't what hear did the toilet uh, close usually I hear the toilet close and that means Sax on his way down try not to slam the lid try not to slam the lid but he is here we are now joined by Mr. Zachary Storman that was a very efficient pop there you're, you're a real you're I'm a into efficient, efficiency today you're an efficient daddy this just week just kidding you are totally no. We are not into efficiency today. You got off work a little early, which is not efficient. Um, and me and Justin did not work at all, which is also not efficient. And we started working on our song today at like like three thirty. 
like yeah. something like that. This is the earliest we've ever uh, started working on a song, and it might have maybe the most tracks we've ever put on a song, close mm. to it. Maybe other ones had like little kind of like things on like multiple tracks, but I think this is the most actual recorded uh, uh, shit we've put in like one 49 song. Forty-nine individual tracks. Jesus. And Sean's only one of them. Sean can Fifty, fifty-one, I guess, if you count the return, uh, the auxiliary sends and returns. Oh, true, yeah, true. Yeah, true. we got a lot of shit on this song, but we will be getting to that. I'm claiming in over a little uh, bit. Rich uh, says, "Imagine dying because you saw Smash Mouth." Mm-hmm. I really wanted to see Sa- Smash Mouth and Sturgis. That's the only way I could die. I can't imagine there are too many people at Sturgis that enjoy Smash. I mean, maybe a lot of no, people. No, they really were like they All-Star. were backup bands. They were they were a backup band. Yeah, all the, the good all bands the pulled ba- out. Yeah. Oh, okay. All the so bands that's why it was trapped in Smash Mouth. Yeah. All right. All Imagine right, I that ask concert. I want to ask you this: Trapped and Smash Mouth is terrible. <laughs> uh, what would Sean? If if you got an answer, jump in on this. What would be uh, the best band to go see and know you're going to get COVID? What band would you get COVID to see? <laughs> Living or dead, like you'd be like, okay, one hundred percent, I would get COVID to see them. Is there? And anything? you're dying, like you yeah, you're know, gonna you're, gonna you're gonna die. You're going. Oh, you're gonna die. You're gonna die from COVID. Uh, no band. Because one guy already died from seeing Smash. <laughs> no Mouth. band. Sorry. No band is nah. worth death. Yeah, no. no. I don't think so. I'll watch it on so. TV. Okay, then how about this? Is there a band worse than Smash Mouth to have seen and then died because of? Uh... Would it just be uh, trash? Seether. Oh, yeah, no, Seether would be... See, at least there's going to be one or two Smash Mouth songs I'm going to enjoy. Nickelback? Nickelback, I would still enjoy, like, four songs, because I know them, at least. Creed, I would enjoy the mm. entire set. Yeah. And it, my, my, a guy I know is the drummer of, uh, not Creed, but Scott Stapp. No, I know what I would die to go so see. So that'd be cool. Who? The first time Darude played Sandstorm on Ibiza. <laughs> Jesus 1999, <laughs> partying up on Ibiza on all of the drugs. Yeah. And Darud comes out and the song is huge. He's like, it's the first time I want to play Sandstorm at Ibiza. And the place I bet. <laughs> That's the, I took a pill in Ibiza, right? That yeah, song? it's like okay. a little yeah, yeah. It's like a little party island mm-hmm. off the coast of Spain. It's just I know a, a guy party from Ibiza. island. I know a guy from Ibiza. He oh, lived on the floor of the place that I lived at with Keith in Northern California. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was he a was he, was, he a party animal? He was a, a Catalan, Catalan, was whatever they call the other. Uh, oh, uh, it's like Catalonian. A Catalonian. Yeah. We'll go with that. Capitalon. I was going to say he's from Catalan, <laughs> but that's just a world that you created and we write songs about. Uh, so that's not real. Apparently, Slacky almost died at Muhlenberg College seeing Smash Mouth in '99. So it's worth it, Slacky. <laughs> it's worth it, dude. I bet that. Muhlenberg College, Smash Mouth 99. I bet that was off the hook. Well, I Probably. Think Sugar Ray used to do those college shows, too. Sugar yeah. Ray would be another one. Well, I one think that they toured like together. Not Sugar worth, Ray and Smash kind of Mouth. Worth. Is that the one that Wasteland Babies opened up for? Probably. Because Wasteland Babies opened up for an ESU show with Sugar Ray. Wow. And it was amazing. Will Savinsky probably the peak of his career right there you know he was like i, I thought the peak of his career music. was designing our artwork no the peak, peak of his career is designing multiple logos for us that is yeah. definitely the end all be all for him um so, all right so here uh, every week we like to to drink beer and, and sip on weird things the first thing that we we're just having a, a good pacing beer every week yeah we got special bush edition light but it's a special edition just if you want to show them it says bush latte for no reason. Brewed for America's heartland. Brewed for America's heartland. Is it a joke? Like, in the so. heartland, 
this is what I call a latte, yeah, maybe. So. But it's just bush light, I'm assuming, because the regular bush was still there. I don't um, know. And it doesn't taste like coffee at all. No. Um, I think it's, it's half beer, half milk, half fo- from, foamed milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would actually be, that <laughs> might be better. It does say on better. it, does not contain dairy or coffee. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't read that closely. Right there, right there. As very far prominently. as I can taste, it just tastes like bush light. So now what we need to do is... Is it creamier, though? Maybe a little is bit. Is it in my head? I think it's That's in what head. I said. I thought it was a little bit sweeter. He was sweeter. like, oh, is this sweet? Is this sweet? I'm like, I yeah, thought it was yeah. a little bit sweeter, but I'm like, I could just Do we not Google it? it? No, I don't Google things. I just make assumptions and then make outright claims. And that's the way I live. Uh, so we're sipping on this, but we do have some weird beer to get into. So while Zach is Googling that, Justin, what are we drinking? Drink it so you don't have to. Reviewing in the morning for the bathroom. Cheap booze and crap brews. Reviewing in the morning for the bathroom. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? I wish I burped and sounded like the way that that video sounds. I wish, but but I don't. That's unfortunate for me. All right, so we're so we, rating Bush Latte. Uh, yeah, I guess we have to rate Bush Latte. Okay, so this is what it is. Okay, N- not here, but it says colloquially somewhere. It doesn't say where. People refer to Bush Light as Bush Latte as a joke. Oh, so this is like okay. an in joke thing. It's an in joke between. Bush I drink, and their I drink regular Bush, so yeah. maybe that's why I don't say it. Yeah, when we're not I Bush pick latte the Bush fans. Up, I picked that. I picked Bush heavy up. Yeah. yeah. Do they have Bush heavy? Is it like a Southern thing? Like I'm gonna have a Bush light. It might light. be. Latte. 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 Yeah. One hundred percent. That's one hundred percent what it yeah. needs to be. All right. So um, I don't know. I don't hate it. Uh, no. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna. Uh, we're doing uh, scores out of a hundred. Yes. So uh, for the Bush latte, the Bush light. I'd give it a 65. I'll say it's a 65 for me. It's not offensive. It it's it's goes good. down easy. It's beer and it's a limited edition. It's you got to give them some credit. Me. 55, 55 for you. 55, yeah. All well, right. I'm going a strong 61. 61. All right. All right. All right. And I did start tallying these up. So we have yes. this. We're going to make yes. a good. spreadsheet and everything. I already started the spreadsheet, so we're going to be ranking them. And um listeners at home yeah. Put your own numbers down. Let us know Let us what know. you think about this. Have you had Bush Light or Bush Latte in the past? Mm-hmm. Are you in the chat? Chat along. Have you ever had Bush uh, Light or Bush Latte, Sean? Fuck beer. Fuck beer. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I don't drink beer at you all. You don't drink no, I, any beer, right? I hate beer. It just tastes awful. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I went to Germany you're gonna and I had to some... leave, pal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I hate beer. I've tried all kinds. They all taste nasty. But when I come on a podcast, I like to meet the hosts halfway. So I brought every single bottle of nasty old alcohol that I have in my house. Wonderful. This is the yeah. way to do it, one, future guests. One weird can of Arnold Palmer spiked. Oh, okay. spiked Arnold half, Palmer. Half. I do. We've had that. That is good. That is good. I will. I will nurse this during the show. But if you guys want me to, I will happily take a shot of 
any one of these three weird things if you're choosing. What's well, up, Jack two, Daniels? What's the what's the bottom? I've got Jack Daniels. So I've got some 151 rum, <laughs> and I've got a gigantic bottle of peppermint schnapps. That <laughs> all right. <laughs> so uh, I don't want you to do the Jack Daniels because that's easy. I I'm torn. I don't want you to do 151 because that's terrible. I kind of just want you to okay, do great. a shot of peach schnapps. <laughs> all right, great. I, I, peppermint I, so, schnapps. A peppermint. Sorry, not pepper. Yeah. Not peach. Peppermint. I want, if you had peach, I would want you to mix the two of them together. Peach and um, peppermint. Peppermint peach, peach? Peppy peach. A good peppy peach. I could eat a peach for hours. Oh, you could. Uh, I didn't get a... I didn't. I don't have shot glass, so I'm just going to have to take a hey, big it's your bottle. You can fun. swig. Yeah, All right. Cheers to you there. Cheers. And uh, I've already popped open uh, this this oh, featured beer that we're jumping into. Oh, how was that for you? Good? Surprisingly refreshing. It is, right? I've true, actually, I don't think I've ever had peppermint schnapps. I say before. true alcoholics will take a shot of peppermint <laughs> schnapps or or any of the other like hundred proof liquors uh, that that are all like. So what or is your tea. like regular alcohol that you yeah, drink? Do you, you do a wine drink, guy or a, yeah. just hard liquor? Once in a no, while, I drink like yeah, I drink Jack Daniels. I'll I'll have rum and cokes or Jack okay. and cokes or just like weird fruity shit. Like last summer, I they, they Mike's. Hard lemonade had this like mandarin orange stuff Ooh, that just yeah. tasted delicious. You're I was just, drinking that all last summer. And then ciders I, and I was, and stuff? Ciders are all right. They seltzers? Or have you done any seltzers? No, not really. Yeah. No. I would say I they're not they're they're unoffensive. They have a decent flavor. A lot of them have like an aspartame taste, which is like the only thing you have to really get over for most of it. But if you take one of those, Zach uh, was famous for doing this, and uh, take a sip out of it and then pour a shot of other liquor in there, it's like, it's basically you're mixing liquor and beer at that yeah. point. You're just, hmm. you don't need no soda. Just that's a, mix that's it with a Sunday alcohol. morning drink right there. That's a good Sunday morning <laughs> Lime drink. Lime seltzer Sucky. with, uh, what's the, uh, lemon vodka. Lemon yeah. vodka. Slacky is wanting us to make a yeah. book of beers. According to Kyle Mocha, won't shut up. We could publish uh, we could, a book. We could definitely do that we at some totally point. We gotta, we gotta either go back and track. We all gotta the ones start we've taking had. good pictures of the cans. We should. Yeah. These true. are all things that we think of live, and then I don't think of later on. Um, so the first one we're tasting here is from Off Color Brewing, which I've never had or seen anything from Off Color Brewing. Uh, it is Apex Predator. Straight up took it based on the the artwork, which is very cool. Pretty cool. Um, it's black and white, so for a black and white can to really grab your eye is a lot. But also because the name, and it is a farmhouse ale, which we don't generally find a lot outside of a seasonal beer and IPAs, double IPAs, which is just smacking you in the face with hop flavors. So a farmhouse ale is going to be. It's supposed to be a little bit more on on the easier to drink side there still is a hop element to it it is still an ale so it still has that dryness but it's going to be closer to a wheat beer it's very sweet i love farmhouse ales um they're ones that i can drink for hours so i'm really i'm hoping this gets uh, the highest score i hope I, I give this a higher score than anything else but but we don't know you've tasted it it's sweet i'm gonna give a little sippy sipper here too. i like it a lot i it is very sweet though okay Ooh, yeah it finishes very sweet. It's, yes. it's harsh on the first pull-in. Mm -hmm. This is definitely... Are we getting dirty again from the cans? Yes. The yes. cans are dirty. Yes. Cans I think are dirty beer yeah. time. Are you sure start... it's not you guys? Last week, the only no, one I, can I was am dirty. dirty. I know he that. is dirty. But, <laughs> no, they, like, it's, it is it is these cans that are wrapped weirdly. Uh, maybe they just... Uh, uh, they, they pull all the dirt out of our hands. Maybe, maybe. that's... I think Sean's on to something. I think we're just dirty. I dirty mean, I assholes. am dirty. Yeah. 
You are. Did you not shower after work? I didn't. You did it. Usually you do. That's what happens when you get home early and start I working I do like the music. information that they put on this. What, what are the Talk about the malts. Oh, malt, yeah, yeah. You get the malts. Pilsner, the hops, flaked wheat, honey malt, secret crystal techniques. hops, and Ooh. sterling hops. Yeah, they've got free rise fermentation and prey selection. No Whatever idea. that means. I don't know, but I like prey selection. I think that'd be a good band name. Prey selection. Or a good album. For like a band, it's like a hunter gatherers themed band. Um, so uh, your opinion on this? It definitely it sustains I'm giving, sweetness. I'm giving it a, a seventy two. Seventy two, Zach. What are you thinking on this guy? Uh, not a big fan. You're no, not. I'm I can not see it in your face. Not really big into it. And I'm just trying to think: is this better or worse than Bush Latte? Oh no. Ooh. Oh yeah, I gotta give this a fifty nine. Really, it's okay. not into the See, whatever makes it a farmhouse. I yeah. guess it's just not. It reminds me of certain like Weyerbacher beers, and I really like Weyerbacher beers. It has that that uh, malt liquor taste a little bit to it. Yeah, at the back end, a little bit. This definitely is better midwinter. Like this is a better cold time. You want to have something that's going to be warming and it's going and this, to taste good. I thoroughly enjoy this, it's but a it 6.5 is not if the we didn't best. Say. It is 6.5. I did not say that. It's not the best farmhouse sale I've ever had. I'd probably I'm going to give this a 73 cuz I I want to leave there to be a little room for improvement on other farmhouse sales down the line. So I'm going to go with the 73 on this. Uh so that was my pick and now Justin, what did you pick up from the store today. All right, so uh, Our friend this was caught real my eye. Again. This caught my eye because of the orange. Yeah. But it's pipe works a foolish wit. Yeah, it's like paisley almost. It's uh 4.7. Ooh. A Belgian style wood ale this with one's sumac, crushed coriander, Amcor powder and dried orange peel. All right, What's Zach, right off the bat. Powder. Based on that description, do you think you're going to like this yes. more? I'm definitely Are you like more this. of a fan of wits in I general a, than ales? I love Belgium style. Belgian style wits are great. Hands down yeah, in the way that this if I was trying to sell the Apex Predator to somebody, I oh, would tell them Oh, that smells terrible. If they <laughs> Oh, wow, that that smells rotten. Is this one of those situations where we bought rotten beer? We're know. doing really well advertising for beer time. We talk about know. their rotten beer, their dirty beer, their dirty cans. They're they're really helpful Ooh. employees. Well, all right, well, here, this is just, this smells like a fart. Just so you know, Sean, to get it into your head, it smells like a fart. I like this. Well, it tastes fucking wonderful. It's great. Why is that smell there? It's, maybe it has to be, maybe it it's our hands. Be, and smell. Our dirty hands smell like it's farts. It's probably either a crushed coriander or, no. I don't know. Something I, there's for, something on the nose that does not sit well. It is not very complimentary. I do not think that this is a... But you actually have to go in and smell it, though. Yeah, you really have to put your nose in there and get in this there. This is really it, it good. It's like really high-quality dog poop. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does smell <laughs> like... like ever, you're at the dog park, dog yeah, and you see like a beautiful dog. The coat is I perfect. You see a beautiful pile of shit. <laughs> well, yeah, and, you, and then that beautiful, well-taken-care-of dog takes a big old dump yeah. and it's that smell of yeah. like nature almost. yeah i hear you I, I i often walk around dog a, parks a putrid just sniffing. beauty if you will <laughs> just sniffing now uh shawnee you, you have a dog named dog mm-hmm. now uh is dog uh a good pooper big pooper he, he's a small dog He's a small dog. He's usually got three poops a day in him, which nice. I think is pretty good. Yeah. Um, his too. his stability isn't what it used to be, so mm-hmm. sometimes he falls in it. Yeah, how old Ugh. is D.O.G. at this point? 
He's almost 20. He's going to be 20 oh in January. Jesus. Wow. I have never known <laughs> DOG to not be an old dog. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. And, cause, I mean, I, I must have met him when he was, like, seven. And it was like, yeah, seven's kind of old for a dog. Like, that's because... Yeah. Uh, you probably met him when he was, like, 10, 10 or 9. 10, somewhere around there. That yeah, makes more sense. So, I'm trying yeah, to imagine so. what your timeline is, because... Uh, your wife Summer originally had Dog, and you you became like Papa to the dog. Correct. Down, you know after after you after you hitched her, you adopted yep. the. Do you have to adopt a dog? No, not legally. Not legally. Just I mean, in, in just into your heart. Just into your heart. <laughs> I adopt lots of dogs and then abandon a lot of dogs. I'm like, oh, I love you. You're the cutest dog ever. See you later. I want to clean up your messy shit. You shouldn't shit. talk about your ex-girlfriends like that. Oh, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. But we probably will. All right, guys. Uh, let's jump into some Are we music. This real quick? Oh, oh, we, we do gotta, gotta rate this. this. I'm giving this. The smell is taking it away from me. I'm gonna give this a 76. It would have been an 80. This I really like the taste of this. I'm giving it an 85. Damn. 85. That's a high guy right there. All right, there. now when it comes to beers of this style, uh-huh. I feel this is lacking in the depth of yeah, kind of just the is flavor. What... Like it hits you like you're like oh, oh I do kind of have nickels in my mouth taste. I've afterwards. got the orange peel, but you drink like like a UFO or something like that, and it has sure. a little. Yeah. Even though that's a you know one of those bigger brands, but they do it right. There's a little more depth. But I will say this. This has a wateriness. It does, but as I'm not drinking it, I have citrus on my tongue. Yeah, it sits for a long time, but it is kind of a nickel-y citrus. It's kind of metallic, but that's also coming out of a can. All right. I'm going to give it a... 67. 67? That's pretty high. That might be the highest one that you've so. ranked. I don't think you've given one anything. Uh, I mean, it's only two to be weeks honest, in. You're you trying know? to be honest. That's why I do like going at 100. I'm glad you made us yes, uh, push sure. for that. All right. So tonight we have a very, very awesome song that we're going to be playing to you uh, from a band called The Scoffs. Uh, that's S-C-O-F-F-S. You can find them online at The Scoffs on Instagram, Facebook. They have music on Spotify. You can find some of their stuff on YouTube, uh, we're going to be playing you their song Short Fuse off of their EP Talk is Cheap. Now, a little bit about the band. They are as self-described as this. They are four seasoned, which means grizzled in their opinion, mm. punk rockers who joined forces within the last few years to bring the feel of 70s punk rock back to the Seattle scene. So they are trying to kind of step back like pre-Melvin's Seattle, and they're trying to step back into that aggressive, fun punk rock the artwork for the the imagery for their uh, their album that you'll be seeing while it plays 100% really just kind of identifies who they are as a band. I really like this song. I've listened to this song probably about like 10 times. So I don't want to delay any more for, for you guys to actually get to hear this for the first time. Maybe you've heard it in the past. But again, this is The Scoffs off of Talk is Cheap. This is the single Short Fuse. We'll see you guys in a couple of minutes. Enjoy.
fixed that side of it. All right, we're just examining our, our dented microphone right here. Yeah. Uh, but hell yeah, fucking love the scoffs. Um, we were just saying while we were listening along to it, if you've never heard of Cosmic Psychos, they are an amazing band from Australia. Sean, you would definitely love them. They're older punk rocker guys. They're in like their mid-50s. Right. They've been in a band since the mid-80s. Really only one guy's been in the band, and it's kind of had a rotating tour, but the last 15, 20 years has been a pretty set trio and they're just fun. They call it pub rock down there. It's not punk rock. It's just music you play in a pub. And just just think of hooligans jumping all over each other. No shirts. Fat old guys. I mean, guys the first song beer. we found by them was called Fuckwit City. Yeah, it's called Fuckwit City. <laughs> Fuckwit City is a place where you belong. It's just. But this off track goes right with right, that style. The two bands need to team up and yeah. go on a tour when that is a thing we're allowed to do again. And they're playing here. It's yeah. at the house. Yeah, we got to get them here at the house. <laughs> In the backyard. I think both of them would be more down with that than playing like an actual venue. Like, hey, we're gonna get a shitload of beer, a shitload of drunk people, and you're just gonna play fast and hard and long, and and we're not gonna make sexual jokes about that sentence. You know, we're just not because we're adults. And you're not gonna get paid shit. You're, yeah, you're not gonna get paid. You gotta pay your way here. Yeah, you're, you, have to you gotta pay yourself. us. Yes. Yeah. There's a rental fee for the property. Um, and we're also charging yeah, so a cover. Yeah, tickets each. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody's got to, Oh, where did you guys come from? Australia? Yeah, did you, you sell, sell tickets? tickets. <laughs> no, oh, well, you got to buy them. I'm sorry. They're $80 a piece. <laughs> I remember one time I was told uh, for for uh, the Sherman in beautiful downtown Stroudsburg uh, to open yeah. for a comedian that I auditioned to open for, uh, Raymond the Amish comic. Uh, Raymond! And, and I got the gig. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. And they're giving four people 15 minutes. I'm like, this is awesome. So you're going to get an hour of openers. They're all going to be kind of like local amateur. And they went, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you need to sell 50 tickets. I went, oh. And they're like, and they're $60 a piece. And I went, you want me to get three grand? Like, I'm not coming to the show if I sell three grand in tickets. I'm just going to tell you I got robbed. Because you guys got robbed. And I don't want you to know that I'm the one that did the robbing. Um, no, but you also robbed your friends and family, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have robbed everybody I knew. Yeah, one hundred percent. They they would have had tickets still though. Oh yeah, yeah. They still would have had the tickets. Um, But then I wouldn't have gone to the show because I would have just you know made a run for it and gotten real far in three grand. You know, it would have been real far. Yeah, I would Put have been, it all on black. Buddy. I would have literally then been in a casino. I'd be maybe playing a pretty penny at the casino, right, Sean? <laughs> nice. Sean yep. and I used to, and our buddy Matt used to make random adventures up to the casino here and there. And we just, well, we just played literally one slot, or like two or three slots, but they were all just the pretty penny slot. And it was like, oh, you dirty slut penny. Oh, you got to pay out penny. Just rubbing penny for good luck. Ooh, we had good moral support for our like $10 gambling habit at that point. Yeah. It was a good yeah. time. Yeah, I don't think we, uh, I don't think we ever really lost much did you ever lose much of those nights no god no we like literally go up and put ten dollars in and win like thirty dollars like that was a good ten minutes let's go now <laughs> it was great it was amazing all right so tonight as we were talking about earlier we've written uh, a, a very weird wild different song yeah. um all four of us have contributed uh sean is uh, we're going to get into his whole background story and, and his musical career but he is a flautist um, a, 
I'm going to say a world-renowned flautist because somebody outside this country definitely knows who you are. You've done plenty of podcasting. You've been featured on some very large podcasts, including one known as Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up in Season 1 that a total of 13 people, I think, listen to. Um, but we, yeah, we played like one of you, uh, you, your brother, Justin, and you. You had a single, and, and we, we played that on here way back when. Um, but you, uh, you, you you jumped out and played uh, the, the flout uh, with us, but this song is weird. Zach, as I always do, can you just kind of give us what you were listening to and what was the basis for this song? Like, what, where did this come from, and what turns did we take? I mean, <laughs> I was listening to a lot of that new Bright Eyes album. All right, and he always is into the sound collage thing. Yeah, yeah. so I had the time, so that's where like I was like, oh, let's use the old tape recorder that I just found to play weird old <clears throat> And you sounds. found this tape recorder at your house? Your parents' house? My, yes, my dad's. Okay. And, uh, the sample is actually from my brother and his friends ghost hunting in okay. an abandoned house like yeah. ten years ago. And it's just a weird haunting And it's them sentence. trying to get the EVP. Yeah. And I didn't go through it all for the EVP. I just, as soon as I turned it on was that thing that I sampled. It was okay. just the first thing and as soon as I hit play. we don't necessarily know all of what is said. No. No. Um, but the basis uh, of what, the basic side of what they say is what we wound up naming the song. Um, and it is uh, living... Out his hell. Out his hell over, over and over, over again yeah. or over and over. Um, so lyrically, the song is kind of about... Um, we were trying to go for tropes of country music, Americana music, and one of them is like the the tropes of like the everyman and being like a redneck and all that stuff. And so we took it a little bit more in the ethereal way, lyrically, and it's about like living your life and just working hard and keeping your nose down and following the rules, and then you die, and then you, you're happy it's all over, all the suffering is over, and you followed all the rules, and then all of a sudden you're right back in the rat race. And you're just stuck in a terrible cycle where you just keep having to live a hard life over and over and over again. We so, took the, the everyman concept for country music that yep. was like, everyone can relate to this. I made it into something that no one can relate, relate to. to. This is what we like to do. Um, now, as far as the instrumentation on this, you laid down the, the guitar track. Um, yeah. Doing everything really acoustic based. We didn't add any electric no guitar. Electric this uh, second week in a row. Uh, probably not at all, unless we get to some weird slide solos and shit like that down the line. Yeah. But uh, the big thing on this is the percussion side of this. This is probably just in the most you have recorded on a track. Sure. Um, you play drums, mm -hmm. a full drum kit, right. and then how many other instruments are you playing, including your hands? You clap as well. Oh, yeah, me and Zach clap at one part. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like MIDI. It's not MIDI. It really it's sounds like clap. MIDI, and it's um, not. So we did tambourine, mm -hmm. bongos, mm -hmm. um, timbale, and shaker. Then shakers. Yeah, the shaker. And oh, uh, cowbell and woodblock. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of stuff, and you you set up. We've done this once in the past uh, for the sound. You set up and sat on the toilet in the yes, bathroom. That is correct. And so you record everything but the actual drums. Correct. In the bathroom, um, Zach, you did your guitar. You did the bass. You did the keyboards. Uh, was there any actual MIDI used no, on this? No, there's no MIDI. no MIDI used what on is, this. What is a keyboard? There's not much. There's not only much. that one little part. Yeah, yeah, you threw a little bit of keys on there. And then you whipped out a secret weapon on this track, which I don't know. I don't think we've ever recorded this instrument. 
Oh yeah. No, we have. I totally we did. have. We yeah, done this yes, on, a, on an episode. Not, not on an episode. Not on an episode. We've not used on, it on I other episodes. I made a beat out of yeah, it you're once. Right, you're right. You're right. This is only the second time I've ever got it into a song. And what did you get into this song? The fucking diggery do. He got a diggery do in a diggery 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 do. I don't. Every time I hear diggery do diggery do, I don't fucking. I diggery do. Is it diggery do? I always think of Cedric Cedric. We're, or Cedric we're doing country. We're doing redneck yeah, thing. So it's a digger do. It's a digger do. It's a digger do. It's a digger do. And uh, yeah, so that sneaks in and it actually helps emphasize my vocals at one point. And then on the, we talked about the lyrics, but vocally, it is very all over the place. There's some sure. haunting melodies and harmonies in there. There are some. I do the the uh, the low end Beach Boys with no other vocals, just the low end Beach Boys style, like with the diggery, just a slow the walk down. Diggery, and then the didgeridoo is is the diggeridoo is supporting that and just holds on to that. You you, you auto tuned it a little bit to hit where I was, and it just right. like sustains my ooh, and just adds this extra presence to it. And then over top of all of that, yes, is a beautiful flute. There's really a I've only heard a small, small bit of it. it, Justin has not heard any of the flute playing. Sean, funny part, the funniest part though, before he talks about is what we gave him to record over was just the guitars, yes, and the drums. So you have no idea what not the not the drum percussion, and not any of the vocals. Yeah, so he has no idea. So from what we sent to you, what was your first impression? Of it and and where did your mind take you? What, what what were you pulling from on this? It was kind of tough, honestly, especially like without vocals. I was glad that there was a snippet of some sort of lyrical inspiration at the beginning to kind of put me in a mindset. But um, you know, I was I. It's weird that you did the didgeridoo uh, because I was doing like some some droney circular yeah, breathing things at the beginning there, which hopefully should fit in well with that. Um, you know, I was trying to shoehorn in a few extended techniques, so I did a little bit of singing and playing, a couple pitch bends, um, some circular breathing, and some like tremolos and stuff like that. So I'm I'm really curious to see like how it lays in with everything because it was only half done when I yeah. added my part. Yeah, so. I think we we yeah we sent it to you like a little after six, like around yeah. six o'clock. So and then we spent <laughs> we spent two and a half four hours doing shit. Yeah, I, think I spent an actual it. hour on just percussion. Yeah, just percussion, an actual hour. Vocals about forty minutes or so, and then uh, the good thing is while we were waiting for you to wrap up your stuff and send it over, Zach had a lot of time to start doing the mixing and mastering at that point, getting levels right and fuck around with the just the the, the ambiance of the song. What's up, Jeff? And hey, we got a one-eyed Jeff in the room. What's up, Jeff? Um, but yeah, so I. None of us have heard the song start to finish. As always, none of us have actually sat through and listened to it. Zach has heard all of the song, but not complete in one go through. So, without any further delay, here is, off of Brunch, Americana Super Soul. Here is, say it again for me one more time. Just read it, the title, because I'm going to fuck uh, it up. Living Out His Hell Living Over Out and His Over Hell Again. Over and Over Again. About seven minutes, six, six minutes? Oh, six, six oh six. Six oh six. All right, not too shabby. It's a longer one for us lately, but really, we're we're doing pretty good staying under the eleven minute mark for the last year and a half. <laughs> we're doing pretty good. That pop music training really has paid off. Sure. All right, guys, here it is, our latest brunch weekly original single. We'll see you guys in just over six minutes. Enjoy the flout. 
And I'm gonna unplug.
right, there you have it. The Brunch Weekly original single for season five. John, that was episode two. That was awesome. awesome. Thanks, guys. Shit. Thank you. The the part where it like everything just breaks down and you do the descending, uh, kind of like the descending scale, and it matches up perfectly with the way I decided to do the vocals there. Because I'm like, do you want me to fill like this whole thing up or just part of it? And he's just like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, fill it up. And I'm just like, all right. So I just start doing it, and that's what I'm thinking. It's like I'm going like, let's do like. Uh, uh, Brian Wilson, right? Yeah. Brian, Brian Wilson. <laughs> I keep going to say Brian Jones, but that's that's the Rolling no. Stones yeah, guy that died, right? Died in yeah, pool. yeah. Not him. Not <clears throat> the Deadpool guy. The guy who went crazy and bought a Cadillac from a lady who saved his life. I just watched that movie, so uh, if you haven't seen uh, Love and Mercy, go check it out. But I was uh, kind of just emulating that, like just do just Brian Wilson, like fuck doing. You know, uh, another another uh, sound or all of the layers of all of the the Beach Boys. Just do his part of the Beach Boys, and then having not heard that part till just now, I literally, I don't know if you looked up at all the script, but I'm just like, oh, that, that works! <laughs> Holy shit! That yeah, that could is, have been much much worse. But we just put really together could have been bad, mind. right? We <laughs> yeah. could have. No, you totally got what what we were trying what, to go. What yeah. I was thinking. You you, you smelt what he stepped in. There was even one part in that bridge there that, at one point, I was singing that melody to <laughs> Kyle. And it's I it's like it. the third repeat of of uh, the bridge there. Yeah. And we ended up not doing it on vocals, but I'm sitting at the desk singing that. And then when you did, I was like, he just played that melody for that one time that I was singing to Kyle like. Oh, we should. Do, this is a good one. Yeah, no, this yeah. is good. No, it was great. That was Excellent. awesome. And hey, it, it you can uh, be on any song. Yeah, that we <laughs> anytime you want to just jump in on something, that was fucking wonderful. Uh, we will be releasing that on uh, YouTube, and yep. at some point we're gonna be releasing music on a bunch of different platforms as well. But that's so working on it. Residual checks to roll in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, you'll expecting be credited. money. Yeah, we've all been expecting money for about two years now. Uh, but yeah, that's our 70th original single. Yeah. Um, it I'm is super happy uh, Just with about that. two years since uh, since we started doing them. I think it was like the first week of October. Really? Uh, well, yeah, when it we feels did like Otis. Forever. It really? Yeah. But also, it feels like last week. Yeah. Like yes, at the same true. time. At the same time. Well, uh, you heard him play the flute there. You've been seeing him and hearing him hanging out and talking with us uh, live all night long. But now is the the point of the show where we turn all of our attention to our guests. Yes. Um, sometimes we're really mean to our guests, but you're really a, you're you're a wonderfully nice <laughs> human. Um, I've known you for a very long Stop time. Stop making him take shots of sna- schnapps. Yeah, yeah. Schnapps. You don't need to do any more schnapps shots. Don't worry. You're you're safe there. Uh, but for people that do not know that might be listening, uh, Sean Arajo. I've always said Araujo. Uh, I've really put some like not English, some other language on it. You know, I've really put some twists in it my entire life. Um, you put but, the moucha spin on the it. The moucha, it's the moucha. And, and for me, like Jesus Christ, like how I, I, if I'm not pronouncing somebody's name right, and I do take kind of pride in that, that I'm like, oh, I can like look at a name and pretty much figure out phonetically what it's going to say, and assume based on where the name sounds like it's from, like what letters are being emphasized and stuff like that. But I've just been fucking up your name my entire life for at least 20 years. I would say I've been fucking <laughs> up your name. But for those of you that do not know, Sean 
is uh, uh, a podcaster. He is a musician, as you've already heard. You can hear his work on podcasts such as Sean and Dave Make Music and Not Movies, which is one of the more... Enter- it's one of those podcasts that I was like, motherfucker, fuck you for coming up with that idea. That's a good idea. That's a really fucking good idea. They come up with the concept, and we'll have to do at some point... I don't know what you guys... What your schedules is like, but at some point we should do... Uh, us guesting on yours because I think we could yeah, create sure. a really fun fucked up movie. Oh yeah, they create an idea for a movie. Yeah, and then just 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 flesh it out in that. You got you did Mighty Ducks four at one point, right? Uh huh. That was one of our early ones. That one yeah. was. I remember that might have been one of the first ones that I listened to, and I was just like, A, yeah, I want this movie already before I listen. But B, I'm mm-hmm. like, these guys know their shit. They know they know how to. How to really the, the fan service side of things when you guys get on like the fan service like this is what kind of what people want to hear <laughs> yes. like go for it or the opposite way like no let's not give it to them at all uh, but two great uh, podcasts and Sean and Dave make music obviously the title says it all you guys make music on that you are a musician and you're... it's kind of similar um, just to jump in yeah. uh, it, like it's kind of similar to the concept that you guys do uh, it started out much more similar I think to the concept that you guys do like the, our focus was really making music in a short amount of time so yeah. we would you know and most of our episodes are like that too it's just these last couple that have been dragging out for months but you know we'll get in a room with somebody and say okay we've got a few hours what can we come up with we'll do an interview and then intersperse the tracks that we've come up with within the interview so fans of your show uh, will be right 100%. at home yeah that is it. it is a, a great uh thing to jump on board with but yeah you, you are a musician you're an educator within the world of music. And, uh, again, you're, you're a friend of mine that I've known. I, I don't even know if I can specifically remember a time when I didn't know who you were because we've known each other for, like, that long. Um, yeah, I can't think of, like, when we first met. It must no, have been church. at some sort of I think church, church event. Or it had have been or a church event. Because hallelujah party. Or a something. hallelujah party because we weren't allowed to have <laughs> Halloween. We weren't allowed oh, to have Halloween. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And it was probably at the Presbyterian, uh, Middle Smithfield Presbyterian Church. They give me more crackers. He was probably dressed like a girl. He probably was because here's you know, a, here's that's a full outfit. Opposite thing that happened in my life. You guys weren't allowed to have a Halloween party. Yeah. My church threw a, a horror themed Halloween party. <laughs> and then you watched horror movies. All the all the classes in the Sunday school each had their own themed room of horror. So there would well, be like you went to the Church of Satan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we we were Lutherans. Lutheran, that's pretty oh, close okay. to the Church of Satan. That's um, pretty close. Well, now I go to now I'm a Satanist, but yeah. that, probably I am Satanist because of the way that my church was. Yeah. But full on like spaghetti in the bowl, and you had to stick your hand in. It's the like brains, it's yeah. brains. Yeah. And, yeah. Chainsaws and, and yeah, no, we sang and... songs about Jesus and made him spooky, and then you had to wear a not too scary outfit. And, no, we literally uh, watched the Exorcist. I think I was a church. detective every year. Yeah, you, you guys. I was a mime. You were a mime. That's a good one. That's I was easy. Richard Nixon one year. That's for the topical. for the Halloween horror party. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, uh, but uh, uh, your music, in addition to being featured on your own show, you've had a lot of success being featured on the Todd Glass Show, uh, which is something that is really fucking cool to me. Uh, I didn't show you want to pull up a picture so Zach can see him, just because we were talking sure. about it before. Um, but he uh, he's one of my favorite comedians from from way back, and in two thousand four. When I moved back from California the first time, 
I uh, any recollection of him? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He does an amazing live show with Old a band now. Town. He does. He has a band that like he uses and like throws to them, and they just like emphasize oh, his cool. jokes. His live show is fucking. That amazing. That would be a great uh, fun ass improv yeah. gig as a musician. Yeah. Or, oh, if definitely. you just had to come up with stuff to the guy's jokes. Yep. One hundred percent. And try and that. They're very night. well rehearsed. You're like, they are very well rehearsed. Jokes, so. I'm gonna have to write. I think they call them jokes. I don't write those. Um, but <laughs> Sorry, I met Tom. him on an airplane, or getting into an airplane in 2004, coming back from LA. Nice. He was playing Philly the next night. And I was coming back to go to the Battle of the Bands and surprise everybody at the North High School by walking on stage at the Battle of the Bands after everybody knew I had moved to California. And then I just didn't tell anybody I was coming home and moved back. And literally the first first person that saw me was Matt Raj, and I think you were backstage, and... and uh, God, probably Brian. Um, and we were, you guys were backstage, and I just come walking down the scaffolding uh, spiral staircase of the backstage because I'd just been hiding up there the entire time. <laughs> and we were like the third or fourth band that played. So then I jumped on and sang some uh, Promise, Promises, I think, Promise uh, from uh, um, not My Chemical Romance, the other one, I Matchbook Romance. Matchbook uh, Romance. We were covering that. Um, mm-hmm. So I met him, and he invited me to go to his show just because he's being nice, probably. And I was like, oh, I... I hey, kid, come to the show. It's like, only $30. I got a gig. <laughs> like, I was kind of just like, I got a gig tomorrow. Sorry, I can't do it. Um, but you've had your music featured on there, and rumor has it maybe a crossover on him on one of your shows one day. That would be kind of yeah, cool. He, uh, I guess I can... Spill the beans. He's going to record with us digitally on Friday. That's oh, awesome. Oh, awesome. fuck. Hell yeah, that Hell is yeah. the coolest thing I've heard today, maybe this week. Probably yeah, this we year, gave him actually. an option. We, I, I told him like a little bit about both shows, and I said, you can be on either one. And he he initially was like, yeah, let's do not movies. It'll be – that's kind of the easier one. There's yeah. no, you know, no prep and yeah. less work. And then he was like – uh, like we scheduled it. I made, you know, made sure that the other hosts were on board and everything. And then he was like, ah, oh, you know what? I think I want to do the music one. Hell yeah. That's cool. Uh, Does okay. he play? Well, I'll do that. He doesn't. Okay. Um, Is he going to he... do something musically with you guys for like yes. the track? Hopefully. Yes. But we're going to talk about, I mean, I'm of, I have a very broad definition of music. So like something that we're going to talk about with him is. I think partially to make him feel at ease in the beginning of it is that like my definition of music is the organization of sound and silence. I learned that from Lisa Yozviak in high school and I still stand by it. Big ups to Yozviak. And, um, well, Lisa Wong now. Big ups to Lisa! Big ups to Wong. (laughs) So if you think about it, how is, by that definition, how is what Todd Glass does not music? Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. I mean, even if you're a stand-up comedian who has zero musical aspect of your act, just the fact that you've got timing to your words, they're organized in a way, and you're playing with the audience, I absolutely think that comedy is music. I absolutely think that podcasts are music. And he even, you know, is like super... He plays music all the time on his show, and he sings random shit. And so... Cool. That's awesome. he's, He's way over the line for... 
speak qualifying to be on Sean and Dave Make Music. Dude, it's going to be it's going to be a wonderful time. It's going to be a great show to listen to. Um, in addition to all of your podcast work, you, you are, like we said, an established musician um, in many ways. But um, I have known you to be a member of three bands. I'm sure there's more. Well, actually four. I know for four for sure that I, I uh, have enjoyed over the last... And as I wrote it down, nearly 20 years. Um, <laughs> Slightly Askew, you were a horn player for Slightly Askew uh, for, a, for a long time. Like, that was like yeah. eight years? Like, how you know, you I don't know. We were, I, I would say, like, we were really active when I was in the band for, like, five or six years. Yeah. And then, you know, we kind of all got married and tapered off after that. Yeah. And have played a show or two since then, but... That was kind of our active period. That was, like was Slightly Askew was so big when I was oh, like they were so really fun. young, like sixteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was always a good time. Always a good time. It was super with those fun, guys. and like they were, uh, like they were big when I. I mean, not big, but like we perceived them as big when. Yeah, they I were was our local ska band. Like yeah. that was they, as close to we got to Real Big Fish every fucking Friday at Toast. You know, like totally. that's who we got to see. And we should also talk about the first show that I ever played. Yeah, which is. Was, which was with my other band only on Tuesdays. Yes, it and we was. opened for Slightly Askew, and your band, yes. the night in question, the night was in the question. only band to ever, ever open for only on Tuesdays in the history of Toast. <laughs> the go-to yes. opening band was only on Tuesdays. Their band ooped only on Tuesdays. They were famous for. Uh, all of them switched instruments mid-set, uh, and they did a cover of Chick Magnet from MXP. And by famous, okay. you mean not famous. No, like, everybody that knew us and knew you guys that was friends with us was, like, I was waiting for that every single time you guys played. It's like, I loved everything. I loved the, the performance of it. But you, Kyle, and Brian just all just switching off and then playing at that point, probably a song that most people are kind of like, eh, like, yeah, whatever. But all of us were like, yeah, no, this is a fun song. Like, fuck you guys. Like, we're about fun. Right. This is fun. And my band with uh, the old, the eldest Jerry brother, uh, Tyler, he was our drummer. Uh, we had a, a guitar player named Matt. And my best friend at the time, uh, my best friend through childhood, John Shortino, was our lead vocalist. And we were bad. Like, we were b- bad. Like, Tyler was the best thing about the band. Matt was the other best thing. I was really bad. What like, did I'd you been playing, play? I was playing bass for about six mm. months at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys pulled it for you guys pulled that show off though. It was it was fine. Right, like, but we made, I never heard you practice. But we made that set bad was decisions. We made bad musical decisions. <laughs> How like, old were you? Uh, Fifth. I was just yes. I was 14, you made bad decisions. 15, you obviously made bad decisions. But here Your is brain the decisions we made. Yeah. We did a cover of Ninety Nine Red Balloons, right? Mm-hmm. But we did a cover of the cover version. The so Goldfinger version? The Goldfinger version. Oh, yeah, that's a, right. that's a good version. But did you sing in German? You sang in German? I did the one verse in German. Okay. Or, uh, John did the one verse okay, in German. Okay, okay. Um, we had about three original songs. Uh-huh. I think my bass line was the same in all of them. <laughs> and. Uh, oh, just the ma- major chord scale? Yes. Just, uh, I basically. I didn't even know. I knew, a, I knew how to box. I went three, five, up a string, three, five, down a string, <laughs> oh, three, five. I just did okay. that. I figured out where that fit in practice 
And I just went with it. Meanwhile, our guitar player is like a blues guitar player, would not use distortion, was using a slide. We covered hash pipe with no distortion, and he used a slide, so it was boom, It sounded like fucking like Jay Giles band or something. It was not a good call. And then we did the unthinkable, and we covered piano band without a piano. Really? Yeah. Really? And, uh... Uh, at the one part, the balls. this was the funniest thing that I was like, I can't believe we actually did this. Uh, we, we turned to Matt, the guitar player, and we're like, hey, uh, you know when it goes, uh, 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 whatever sounds, sounds like a carnival, the piano sounds like a carnival, the microphone yeah. smells like beer. When it goes, uh, piano sounds like a carnival, we're going to stop. And you're gonna play carnival sounding music, and he we do it. Piano sounds like a carnival, and then he just did this little trill that sounded like carnival music, and then we just went right back, and that was it. We just stopped, <laughs> we went right into it. It was really bad, but we were the only band ever to open up for only on Tuesdays. If I'm remembering correctly, you guys recorded your like 28 song album uh, mm-hmm. that you had at 15 minutes long. Yeah, 28 songs, 15 minutes at Starting Gate, right? It was at Starting Gate. Yeah, it was at the place right above starting game. Yeah. It was like a separate they rented out that place. I can't remember what it was called, but like it there was were the points most... where like, okay, we wait there we gotta we gotta wait for ramp noise. Yeah. yeah. It was on. the most punk rock thing to be like, Yeah, they recorded their 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 album at a skate park. Like, yeah. come on guys. Like speaking of things going on in the world right now, the Tony Hawk mm-hmm. Pro, you know, skater one yeah, and two remake. re-release. All that Play music's gonna good. get really big Justin, all over did again. Did you buy that on PC or PlayStation? PC. I gotta get it. I gotta get it. I'm gonna enjoy playing. It's I don't so like playing good. any video games. So I'm gonna good. enjoy that, and the soundtrack's gonna be amazing. But that was what I thought when I heard that. You know, like 14, 15, you guys were doing that, and you guys were all year to year and a half younger than me. So I'm just like, oh fuck, that is cool. These kids are like out there, and again, I know you from Hallelujah parties. I'm like, fuck yeah, Sean. All right, and, uh, and we scrounged and, for months from our friends and from shows and stuff to fuck get that. Yeah, fuck. It's the way you did that. It's way back then. Yeah. Like you, nobody had a studio in their house. Nobody had a laptop that could power all that. Yeah, there wasn't an easy way to do it. I remember uh, super producer EJ Five Thousand and and Greg Aman and those guys when they recorded Straight and Upright. They went to uh, a place. I just remember them saying it was kind of like a dome or a globe, kind of like shaped. It was like a weird room. Uh, that they recorded in, but it was down in Allentown, and it was like they did eight songs, and it probably cost like three grand. Like just to think of like how much money we were like as kids trying to spend on recording, and now it's we. Do you want to know how much ours cost? How much? One hundred and twenty-five dollars. Fuck yeah, yeah. did because and that's I'm all probably, we had. I'm the probably guy was like, way overestimating like theirs. I think the guy was like eleven dollars an hour or something like that, and we like showed up and just like gave him all the money we had and we're like can we make an album and he was like I- i'll try to get it done yeah so as quickly like, as possible wow, wow. that's we tracked everything together without a click like n- not vocals but all the instruments were done together and and then we did vocals and mostly in one take and then he just like slapped it together that yeah. day and did it fuck yeah. it so tell us uh i mean what was for you as a as a, as a kid getting into music uh, what were the the bands that you grew up listening to? Like, what was your parents' influence on you? And then maybe segue into like, where did you break away and find your own? What what were the first things that you were really jiving on as a kid? Well, my parents' inf- influence on me kind of didn't take hold until later. I, I was always just a little bit resistant to it. Okay. Um, my dad was always super into the Beach Boys and like 
the Beach Boys are fantastic. I love the Beach Boys now, but when I was a kid, they weren't sure. really my thing. My brother was the main driving force behind getting me into new bands and, and stuff. And he's how much older than you? He's four, year, four, four years, four years older than so me. So that's that's a great gap because he's yeah, see, like senior or just graduated when you're a freshman type of deal. Like yep. he knows everything. It kind of gives you a pass. My that's brother was my ten brother. years older than me. And I got like I was uh, yeah I know Nirvana okay. and the Blue Album cool thank you um, yeah. yeah so one of the first bands I really got into was like Weezer the Blue Album Fuck was it. just like hit me right when it was supposed to and right. it was just fantastic I ta- I heard him talking on a podcast like a couple years ago about how he was upset that like the people who grabbed onto his music were like middle school kids yeah because he like he was trying to make a simple like oversimplified album but. That was that was a great album. And so. you appealed to oversimplified people. Like right. it's, it's yeah, right. Kind of hit your target audience without wanting to on that one, for sure. Um, and then like after that, I got more into punk and ska, and and like the Christian music scene too. When I was a kid, was huge. Five Iron Frenzy and MXPX. Five Iron, MXPX. And, were you a big OC Wait, Supertones? MXPX is Christian. Yes. Yeah, yes, yep. they are. They were at that point. I don't know if makes they really identified, but it was. Into them. Yeah, it makes sense. It was always kind of like under undertones of it. Yeah, well, it's the same anything. way that like sure. Under Oath was a Christian band. It's just like not really. The guy did coke and wrote a whole album about it at some point. It's their but best like, album. It is their best. The Great Line. The, the Great Line. Oh. Great what would album. you say is your favorite punk or ska band of all time? Um, I know it's a hard. I know it's a hard thing with music. Everything is objective, but something that yeah. you would go to. More than anything else, I would say. Bottom music industry. industry. Okay. Oh man, I love (laughs) Jeff Rose's stock. I don't. I don't. That is Jeff Rose's stock is. Did you say you don't? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. It's very so weird, right? I'm so wrong about this. I saw him live a year and a half ago, and I wanted to enjoy it so fucking much. I've been wanting to enjoy him since you, Ethan, <laughs> my brother Keith, on, everybody, and I'm like, every time Bomb the Music Industry would come on, and I was with Keith, them were leftover cracked. Another band I just never got into. I would turn Love to Keith and just go, "What the fuck is this shit?" And he goes, "Bomb the music industry." So then, when I didn't like a song, instead of going, "What the fuck is this shit?" I would just go, "Is this bomb the music industry?" And nine <laughs> out of ten times, he was like, "Yeah." And I went, without knowing, I just don't like him. And I should. Well, Everything about him I should love. He's yeah, a character. You're, you're objectively wrong. I'll say that. I am. I'm yeah. 100% down with that. This yeah. show's but, now become Fuck the Host. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold with on. An objective I'm, I'm going to actually try to get Kyle Mokit to shut up for a second because I want to say this. I, I think objectively you're wrong. His music is amazing and it should be right up your alley. But I totally get it. Like, his music is really its own kind of thing, and, yeah. and I think that's part of why I like it. I think it's kind of ushered in a new era of punk rock. Like, so many bands are, like, trying to emulate his sound and oh, use yeah. the kind of changes and the, you know, like the kind of recording tricks that he he did. Have you ever listened to the Arrogant Sons of Bitches? Oh, hell yeah. I feel like Dude, I I was obsessed have. with quote, unquote, when he had that whole... Yeah. The, I was obs- every single band that was on that for a long time. I was obsessed with that. Yeah, I, do- well, I, can- I can't I say definitively that I've actually listened to it, but I know the name. But again, write this make- one down because okay. Arrogant. The, the album Three Cheers for Disappointment. It's not on Spotify for oh, some I reason, do, but I'm sure I do know it. that album. It's on my computer somewhere. If you can't Jeez. find it streaming, I have it somewhere. Yes, it's so solid. Like I think uh, he, I think he made that when he was super young, like maybe twenty. 
18 or something. Making and a note. Making it's a one note. of the best things he's ever done to this day. He's evolved, and I mean, I think the music that, I think the album that he just put out, No Dream, is insanely good as well. But Sean, did you ever listen to when they covered um, A Punch of Radiohead live? No, because I was never really, I, I never really got into Radiohead, so I don't know if really? I would enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, they they do really terrible live ska versions of Radiohead, <laughs> including the one song of OK Computer where it's just a computer voice um, talking yeah. the whole thing. Oh, but no. they just play ska and he just screams what the computer voice says on that. If you're not a if you're not a I huge Radiohead joke. fan, you I might can, not get the yeah. jokes. Uh, I, I am like a huge Radiohead fan. Music industry nerd, so I feel like I should. At least. Uh, you're saying computer voice, like uh, you know that song, like, like DJ. Uh, no, what's his name? you know DJ the song Hawking? off OK Computer that's like happier, working out every day. Oh yeah, yeah going yeah, to the gym, eating part. well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then are these like like a dog tied to a stick? In the back, but is or whatever. Like, is it like Microsoft Sam voice? Though? Yeah, yeah. So like DJ, uh, DJ Hawking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. yeah it's like that. It's Hawking. but it's from OK Computer, probably the greatest album of all time. It's, it's anyway. It's a rapper that uses Microsoft Sam to be Stephen Hawking. Oh. Yeah, it's that sound. But That's arrogant different. sons of bitches covered the song where the vocals are Microsoft Sam. And they're right. just playing. It's all ska versions. See, they're playing all ska the behind I've it, ever and he's just screaming him, out what the computer I've ever says. Heard him do, I go. I so should love this. And the Is fact that I was, I, I never saw him. But until I mean, I going saw him into live, him live, live was there I, something personality or he, just the music? He, uh, he was very, very like. I mean, he's a very flamboyant performer. He's all over the place. He's just like, uh, like very exaggerated. And so part of me was like. He's either playing to his audience like really heavy because it's that point in his career where like right. people are in their thirties and they just want to see what they saw ten years ago and blah blah blah. But also I'm like th- this could just be how he does every show, whether there's you know two thousand people or, or two people. There. Yeah, no, I've seen him I in like know. houses. Yeah, I where don't know none that. of the band shows up and he plays the entire set <laughs> by himself off an iPod. I've Jesus. seen him play like that. See, and with that Which style, is incredible. Thing, I love Adam and his package. Like things oh, yeah, along those it lines. Was, it was the the, it was the, the evolution extension. of yeah, Adam it was and the his evolution. package. Yeah, and I think. I I also don't really love a lot of the things that he influenced. Uh, my ex was really big into many things that was influenced by him. Like a lot of that kind of talk singing where it's like, it's kind of part like him being like, you know, like kind of like Broadway and theatrical, which again, another thing I love. Yeah, which the whole like. thing is very weird. Um, but then like they mix like his sound, but they also grew up with me without you. So it's like really just like, I don't know. I, I, it's like musically gaudy to me. I'm like, you're just like putting on way too much. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I feel that way. Um, yeah, he's always got really thick textures and like a yeah. lot going on, which I appreciate. I like intricacy in music because um, like I get bored otherwise. Yeah, I, I love groove, but I mean, I love I love traditional ska, but sometimes it gets boring. Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, now, I, as, it's got to be something interesting going on. And as a musician, um, stepping away from like the fandom side of things, when did you first start playing music that? Um, well, when did you first start playing any musical instrument, and then when did you really start playing music that you wanted to play? Was it all kind of the same thing, or were you like trained to do one thing with the flute first? What happened? Yeah, it was for sure different. Um, and 
the, I, so I started the summer before fourth grade. I started playing the flute and, um, you know, studying through the lens of Western classical music, which is how all of us got trained. All of us musicians got trained and now things are kind of changing and hopefully it's going to be less centered on white European people teaching white European music, yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, so it yeah, was always fun at school when the white lady was trying to teach you like old slave spirituals and you're like, I don't think you're the person that should be a, addressing this situation. Did you, did Somebody's you, got to. Somebody's got to. You learned slave spirituals <laughs> yeah, like, in like, school? Like, sure. Swing low, sweet chair. And they would tell the story about it. And you're right. Somebody no, dude, to. I went to Pumpkin Mountain. I'm glad somebody was doing when it. When they sing Sweet Low's Chariot, it's yeah. the Dr. Dre version. <laughs> Pumpkin Mountain, buddy. Yeah, I'm talking like 92, 93. The kids that were five, six years old weren't big on Dre. We were big on Crisscross at the time. Oh, yeah. Because Crisscross would make you a jump jump. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. I was playing the flute and uh, I got into ska in like fourth or fifth grade, started listening to the Aquabats. I remember one time I brought in uh, their record to music class to play for my friends and I played the cat with two heads and everybody thought I was real weird. <laughs> everybody knew I was real weird at that point. So I, I originally I was like, I want to be in a ska band. Like there aren't any flutes and ska bands. So I wanted to learn the trumpet because that was just like the most generic thing. It was like, oh, yeah. that's a horn. I can play that. Yeah. And then... I realized that, well, then by this time I was like in seventh or eighth grade and realized that if I was going to play something else, saxophone made a whole lot more sense because the fingerings relate. I also wanted to be in jazz band and they wouldn't let me play flute in jazz band. Really? Really. So I picked up the flute. I guess this is before Ron Burgundy, you know, it's before Ron Burgundy proved that flute exists in jazz. Before it hit the mainstream. Yeah. That's, well, that's Um, flute and metal, bud. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But the, uh, so so then I started to play the saxophone, and and we were in seventh grade, and we started this, I'll call it a quote unquote band. Uh Not that we were on the record, quote unquote, but it was just, we were not really a band um, called the Sycophants. And like, we really didn't know how to play music or write songs. So we just kind of went over and dicked around and had fun at Brian Ludwig's house and his mom would feed us snacks and it was great. Out of that- The best part of some band practice is is the snacks. (laughs) Yeah, out of that, we wanted to do the talent show in eighth grade. And I think it was a thing like they would only let a maximum of three or four people do it at a time. So we also sucked. So it kind of helped us. So we kind of broke off into a three-piece, and that's how Only on Tuesdays formed as nice. like a side project. And project you're in seventh episode. grade at this point? No, that was eighth grade. Eighth grade? Okay. Eighth grade. So we played the gong show. We played Chick Magnet and one original. And then we started to play shows, and like Kyle wrote a bunch of songs, and he lived really close to me, so I would walk over to his house. And that was the first time when like it started to come together, and, and he would write some stuff, and... I would write a decent bass part and like I remember just sitting in his or like standing in his garage or his basement and like playing in like things that actually sounded good and we would just like get the smiles and we just like start grinning and like couldn't stop we were making stuff that we would actually listen to and and so like that's where it kind of started and it's been a long journey since then kind of I don't know accumulating different skills and integrating trying to integrate all of the skills and all of my influences into some sort of cohesive music that represents me. Hell yeah. Now, you went to school for music, am I right? 
Yeah, I went to Westchester for my undergraduate and I was originally an education major because a music education major because my private teacher in high school was like music isn't a good life. If you're going to go to music, you have yeah. to go to music. You Maybe had that he just realist like, that that had to give you that 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 talk down. Yeah. Yes, but he was like a phenomenal player and he had an amazing career in life. But anyway, um, so like maybe he just didn't think I had it. And he was like, you got to go into music education. I'm not sure. But anyway, Those who I did can't that. do teach. <laughs> so I did that for two and a half years. And then re like I started getting into the education classes and realized like I don't want to be a band director. I like teaching, but I don't want to be a band director. Um, so I switched and I was going to switch to flute performance, but I would have had to take it, take like an extra year. So I ended up switching to music theory and composition, okay. graduating on time. Then I went to New York University for flute performance and studied with Robert Dick, who's like the master of extended techniques and like new music. And he's like certainly one of the best flute players in the world. So that was really I mean, a crazy education. I'll be paying for yeah. it for a long, long time, and that's depressing. But <laughs> now, uh, is that but, uh, yeah. is that around the time that Keith had to go into the city and perform with you? Was that for my brother went in <laughs> yes. and yes. he accompanied on my, you, right? My graduate recital. Yes. Oh, re oh, it was your graduate Wait, recital. Keith played at your graduate <laughs> recital from. Oh and my. Ethan. And yep. Ethan. Keith and Ethan and and our friend Brian who is like a very accomplished musician. Oh, he's an amazing musician. So he wasn't musician. out of place there. But yeah. but yeah, Keith and Ethan also, also uh, accompanied awesome. me and they did great. Yeah, yeah. it was two, uh, two awesome. really good musicians and then two schmoes <laughs> they just dragged in off the street. Hey, hey, they practiced and they did it and it went over. Yeah, I remember uh. Keith really, that was like one of the first times where I was like, oh yeah, bro, like if you just put your nose down and start like, you can like, you can do this shit. And like, he was already a good musician. I had tried to teach him guitar like in 03, 04, and he just did not catch it. And then it took me moving away and him just doing it on his own. And I was like, you're amazing. And then he started playing drums. And I'm just like, yeah, like, okay. But doing that performance with you, I was like, dude, like, you just did something in front of people that you should be way more nervous about what you just did. <laughs> like, there's a guy sitting there that teaches a guitar class. And you're, you're like, to, to NYU grad students, and you're up there. And he's probably more amazed by your guitar because he had the Demarest Strat. Oh, he had at that Demarest point. Strat. He had yeah. Mikey's uh, Strat, um, which in my head, I because I'm a dick and I have to like nag everybody else's accomplishments to make myself feel better. I'm like, Sean just picked him because Keith's guitar is really cool, <laughs> and it's not that I could do it. I wouldn't want to do it even if I could. You know, I'm just like kind of like, Whoa. but then he like played it and he was just like going on about it. Um, so that was that, that's really awesome. Now you, even though you you decided you didn't want to be a band director you have segued and i know a lot a lot of musicians it makes sense um not only uh to capitalize in some way off of your knowledge but to spread the the knowledge and to influence new generations of musicians you are uh an instructor uh for do you instruct uh you have a, a whole website is it shanarajo.com mm-hmm Yep. And uh, what all are you? Do you instruct? What What are the 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 fields? What are, what are the musical instruments that you you teach? Flute, clarinet, alto sax, tenor sax, and ukulele. At the moment, I have one drum student, but I'm not really. I don't advertise for that. Now you uh, is this solely what you do now uh, in the world? Is this like you are a, a professional music uh, teacher instructor? What do you What do you define yourself as? 
on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I call myself a music teacher, music musician teacher? slash music teacher. Nice. Mm-hmm. And um, how much has that changed with COVID and everything? Not having face to face. Were you virtual before, or did you have to adapt a lot? I was teaching five days a week at four different locations, one music school, two music stores, and one person's house. And it was like a hell of a lot of driving, and it was just really kind of running me down. So when COVID-19 hit, I lost about half of my students, and the other half started to go virtual, and I kind of maintained for a little while, just sort of scraping by. And then now, since the school year, more of my old students have signed back up. So I'm teaching more of them virtually now. Very nice. That's awesome. Without paying studio fees and without paying for that much gas, I'm hoping that I can get up to the point where I was before and actually be profitable and making some kind of living at this. uh, The question I have is because I've been trying to figure out how to do this. Um,. How do you, what platform do you use for your lessons? And is there, is the latency and sound quality enough that you can play with, say, one of your students at the same time that they're playing and play together? No. The bet, like, the best you can do is, I mean, I could hold a chord and kind of, you know, tremolo it or something, and they can play over that, like, and not line up with my rhythm. Yeah. But no, the 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 lag is something that I have not been able to get over. So that's that's the main drawback of yeah, switching to virtual. I, mean, I can't play duets with part. my students. Yeah, you, and then the kid could be sitting there and have fucked something up, and you're just sitting there like, oh, it's, you know, it held for five seconds. What is it? You know that? Okay, right. did you do it? All right, cool. Yeah. That uh, that's something that. It should be, I mean, if, if anybody knows somebody that writes code or develops something, look into that. You know, that could be a major market, especially yeah. with now. If you can figure out a lossless, yeah. a lossless way to send audio back and forth. It yeah, change, that we could play everything. together because I've been in that situation yeah. through yeah. the whole COVID bullshit. Yeah. Where you want to work It's like, on you, know, me and, you know, me and Spencer or even like one of the rappers or something. Yeah. Somebody wants to... You know, be able to, where I can import their feed from Zoom or Discord or whatever into my um, DAW and be able to, like, run a remote session like that. But I I haven't found a a way that's Yeah, even Discord has a, like, there's there's always going to be some sort of delay. Yeah. Because you're sending out data and receiving at the same time, so. Yeah. I think, yeah, I've seen platforms advertised that say that it's possible like I, there's some, there's like jam something but i don't remember what it's called and i just think like i don't know how i don't really buy it how right. does that work now what do you use and did you try multiple platforms to see which one was like the best quality and what what did you wind up settling on i ended up using zoom and it's it's okay i have to kind of fiddle with the settings right. for each different person but generally like their first lesson will go in and fiddle with the settings for five minutes and it'll usually be okay. Okay. The the most annoying thing is, well, really, the most annoying thing is not being able to play together in mm-hmm. real time. The second most annoying thing is like sometimes they'll be playing and it'll think that they're background noise and it'll just go, and like, cancel out their whole sound. But we've got that mostly worked out. It doesn't really, doesn't happen that often anymore. And like, it's, it's 
a lot of other things are nice. You, we've got a computer between us so we can screen share and I can send music and sure. they can like we can listen to something. We can watch a YouTube video of the yeah. piece that they're playing. I can have that, like I can open up sometimes I'll open up Audacity and um, just because that's like a really easy program right. for them to visually see. So like they can see their note and then they can see my note and then they can see that they don't look the same and like here you need to play smoothly and connect your notes like this so there have been a lot of benefits that i wasn't even expecting that now, has made it have you ever really have you done something like where you've recorded what you were going to play with them and then sent them the track so that you can listen to them playing to what you were going to do i haven't done much of that but theoretically that would work right now, how about as far as their sound quality, um, how many of them actually have a decent microphone to use, and how many of them are just going off of their laptop and what's built in? Um, Zero of them have a decent microphone okay. to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's all, like, laptop enough. mic at best. One of my kid, one of my students has, like, wireless earbuds, and they actually gave a surprisingly clear really? audio okay. sound. Yeah. Because um, it makes sense, like, it's hanging yeah. right next to your mouth. So yeah, fair yeah. enough. Hell yeah! All right. So if people are interested uh, in learning one of the instruments that that you teach, uh, the best way to get a hold of you would be seanarajo.com. Yeah, you can uh, you can hit me on Facebook if that's easier. If that's your where you live, uh, just like my page. Send me a message and I'll get back to you. But yeah, there's a there's like a inquiry form on my website you can fill awesome. out hell yeah well sean thank you so much for for doing this thank you even more for the amazing uh yeah, yeah, track that i'm gonna listen to that so much over the next <laughs> fucking two years probably yeah. uh, certain, certain times we do a song and i just go this is the one that gets stuck in my head for the next five years yeah. like i was saying earlier uh uploaded a song that we did back in may has just been stuck in my head we were writing based uh, using the Yamaha DX7 that fell into our laps, uh, writing uh, our version of dance music. And th this song, and all the songs were about different shows on Amazon or YouTube. So uh, uh, that like, was Netflix. Uh, that uh, one's that Amazon. was Amazon. And so there's a show upload. And so we wrote a song about it. And just all day, I'm just like, oh, this is like uploaded. We're gonna be uploaded. Yeah. But this song <laughs> is 100% right up in there. So again, thank you so much for joining us again, SeanAraujo.com. Um, we're gonna put all the information in the description for this, so you'll be able to find all of that. Um, thank you, a big thank you to the Scoffs uh, for yeah, their yeah. Uh, single. And again, you can go check them out at the Scoffs on Instagram. Find them on Facebook, Spotify, and guys, if you're listening and you don't know the Cosmic Psychos, go check them out. And yeah. you guys and the Cosmic Psychos need to team up <laughs> and do an international something because you you literally are spiritual siblings. Or maybe let's just brawl. Just brawl, just all out war. Old, old punkers fighting is a fun thing. That'd be a show I would watch. Fuck celebrity deathmatch. Yeah. I want to see old punkers brawl. It'd be good. We could revive MTV two with it. You know, just, just make put another it on channel. MTV2. We'll just make another channel. It's called Old Old Punkers Brawl. Yeah, Old Punkers. Brawl. Yeah, they come to the house. They give us a bunch of money. Then they fight. Each We're gonna other. pitch this to Walt. We have got Walt Phillips coming on in a couple of months, oh, yeah. and old school hardcore Walt. He knows his share of punk rockers, and I'm going to see if he'll do the pilot episode of Punk Rockers Brawl. <laughs> <laughs> and just the, the meat of me. No, wait, wait, wait. Is this where Walt is fighting 
all of yes. the old punk bands. No, I think Walt is the is he's the, the host. host. He's the like, host. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who he's did like, Headbangers Ball? Yeah. Uh, the bald dude, uh, yeah. Matt. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, literally, uh, it's just uh, that version, but punk rockers uh, brawl. Matt, it's gonna be good. It was it's two people, but it started out with MTV Two. They're gonna sign us. It's gonna work. It's gonna be good. What was that dude's name? I forget. I forget. But either way, check out MTV Three. Check out the scuffs. MTV Three. Yeah. Yeah. MTV Eight. MTV MTV Pie. Three point one four. I'm more down with that. They probably play a lot of uh, Adam and his baggage on, on <laughs> They play a lot, they play a lot of Warrant. Just <laughs> that one Warrant song. Just uh, over and over and uh, over. They, uh, and they only air one day a year. It's just on Pi Day. It's the only day that they yeah. actually air. Um, a big thank you, uh, as always, to Moot.TV. Everybody over there, go check out our Brother Sister Love podcast. Let me ask you a question where every week Eric or one of the other guys asks a question. Sean has been on a number of episodes of that in the past. I um, asked the question last time. You even. did. I was so jealous because I was like, Ooh. what was the question? Yeah, what, what question? Have, it, uh, it was like, what instrument do you think uh, has historically gotten people got, laid the got most? People oh, laid yeah, the we, most. Did oh we did that. that one. We did that. We did that. That was, I think, our, our I think the first four. thing I said was vocal or your voice. Yeah, your voice. We were like, voice would be a, like, uh, yeah, yeah. I think have over been, time. Have you done an episode? I did. Yet? I did an episode, and we were supposed three of to us do another. Are supposed to do another. We were going to try to do one last week, and then just schedules didn't wind up working out for Justin and I. Right. Um, I don't know so, how I missed that. I've listened to most of theirs. Yeah, it was probably in May. I want to say okay. sometime in May around there, because I think we were off. And, yes. Or it was a night we were just off. But yeah, it was literally, I don't have the ability to record anything on my own because I'm inept with all this shit. And I come up here to, to their house and we do this show. So I, I did the guest spot from Justin's chair while they were upstairs like recording music with yeah, the rapper and everything. And I'm just down here just like, yeah, thanks to Justin <laughs> for making sure I, could, sure I could actually do this. But the next time, nice. I definitely want to be uh, uh, asking a question. The next time, I'm on alone. We'll Wait. let them do a natural one with the three of us. Right. Where Anthony asks a good, proper question, and there's lots of mouth noises. Uh, but go check those guys out every Monday, the Moot Monday. Uh, we drop our episode. We drop the Derek D. Dozen. And, of course, let me ask you a question. And a big ups to the ladies Steve over Bobstick. at But What Do We Know? Um, so let's let's do, do it. Oh, it's Steve. It's Steve from the Scoffs, I believe. That oh, is Steve from the Scoffs. There you go, dude. Oh, do it. So yeah. wait, you want to be on... Uh, <laughs> you want to be on Punk Rockers Brawl. He's going to do it. Brawl, We're going to yeah. get Steve in from right, Seattle right. to fight some local <laughs> punk guy that we find. Fuck yeah. yeah it's going to be great. Just the Australian punk. Old oh. punk Let him know he has to sell some tickets first. Yeah, you yeah. got to sell at least 30 tickets. The $3,000 a piece. $48 million total. I don't know how math works. Um, but yeah, so, but we're uh, going to be rich. <laughs> you can also go check out But What Do We Know? We do their theme music, so you can check them out. Their opening theme, theme music, their uh, On the Brink of Tears theme music. Sorry, Cliff, we took your music away. Um, yeah. But he, he refused to let his music be played. I don't know if you listened to that episode. But he was just like, no, take mine off. And they're like, well, use yeah. it as the closing. He's like, no, just take it off. <laughs> like, that is what they did is what the kids call fire and i can't do that <laughs> so just, that? yeah he's yeah. like just take our Thanks, take my music man. off yeah. uh so go check out anna and and uh marissa over there on but what do oh, we yeah. know doing their true crime paranormal We're gonna do another episode with them hopefully in the future and get them back on here as well and uh you know a, a big thank you to mr justin olimpato yeah man no power outage this no week. power outage we this had week. a fire at penn hills well, last week don't, and it was still burning 
And the power went off here because what's, the pet what's hills the, being uh, on fire. What's oh, the wow. band name now? The band name? Oh, Bunch? No. no Our no, band? No, no. Bunch. No, the, no, the, the, the name, the we name we're not say. supposed to say when the power goes out. Oh, oh, we're not supposed the to guy talk about died. Uh, he, not Nick Cave. Nick, Nick Cave. Uh, it was Nick Cave. Was I Nick said Cave. Nick Cave and he, and no, he died. Was the guy but the other guy, we were talking about, fuck, the guy with one one song. Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley, the one album guy. Yeah. All right, no power went out. We sent Jeff Buckley. There we go. Oh, God, this is so bad. So big thank you to Justin Olpato again, yeah, putting us all together. And as always, thank you to Mr. Zachary. Sean's a flutist, but I'm a flatulist. Storming, I thought you were going to say he's a flutist, but he's not a nudist. That's where I thought you were going. Oh, no. Well, you, I don't know. Maybe you guys both is. play wind instruments. Yours is just your asshole. Mine is natural. Yours is a natural... Natural. Oh, I realize right. we're signing off, but I forgot to ask you about the didgeridoo. Do you circular breathe in the into that, John? I no? am. I can't do it. I. Uh, uh, is that oh, how you're supposed to do it? Seanarajo.com. Sign up. Honestly, I know what it is, and I, and Lesson I under, number one. It's a didgeridoo. I understand the principle, you redneck. But I don't ever. I like this is the third or fourth time I ever used it. Yeah. So I can't. And I feel like picking it up, you immediately go, "Yeah, I get what from. I'm supposed to do." And I'm like, I, I play guitar and piano, so yeah. anything that requires the me breathing. Yeah. I'm you gotta just put your cigarette pipe down for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do it with my fingers, not with my face. Yep. <laughs> and that's also true in his sex life. Alright, guys. Uh, for Kyle Boca, won't shut up. I am Kyle Boca. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, thank you, Sean the Scoffs. Zach, Justin, oh, yeah. we will see you guys next week where we are going to have, as long as we can reconfirm, because I haven't talked to him, we're going to have our buddy Rick on, and he, he's a, a filmmaker and, oh, yeah. and a musician, yeah. and oh, he yeah. works, uh, he's a TV, I want to say producer of some sort, like he creates he, content. He makes TV. Uh, yes. Content, he makes TV. He has a pretty big TV. YouTube channel, actually. Very, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, and he also did the longest 420 uh uh, live Life stream same. ever. He did all 420s in the world on 420, which is bizarre and amazing. I think it took a day and a half for the whole thing to like uh, fully go through. So he's going to be on. And then I just I just want to double check that I'm getting the name right in here because I said it wrong the other day. But next week we are going to have Call In Dead from Orlando. These guys kind of harken back to my my old times in the in the, the emo into screamo phase. Okay. They are fun. Okay. They're loud. They're kind of in your face. So if you want to get a little preview on them, you can find them at uh, Call In Dead on Instagram, uh, YouTube, and all of that. So again, we'll be back live next Tuesday, 9 o'clock. As always, here is our closing theme song. Maybe the best song we've ever written. The best song ever written. Best song ever written. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, have a great night. And probably, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, probably go fuck yourself. That's probably. Mm -hmm. I think your new sign up should just be Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley. <laughs> Jeff Buckley. Fuck you, Jeff Buckley. What are you going to do? You're dead. Uh, All right. Jeff Buckley. dead. Later. Bye. Bye. TV. There's nothing more egomaniacal than singing the theme music for your own show. Who am I? Kelsey Grammer. If I could only drink like him, we're gonna write a new one every week. Some will be solid, some will be weak. We're gonna write a new one every week. Some will be solid, some
experiment.